When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. It's the fight that we all wanted so badly, but now know it's not going to happen. But... Zuckerberg has indicated, Mojo, as we've talked about on the show the last week or so, that uh, while it won't be Elon Musk, that he is very interested in taking a fight in a professional organization, much like the UFC. Well, Mojo, lucky for us uh, that uh, the president of the UFC was on a little bit earlier today with Harvey and Charles on TMZ Live. Of course, he's promoting the big UFC 292 card going down Saturday in Boston. And while Harvey and Charles had uh, the big Han show on the line, they asked him about a Mark Zuckerberg fight against a real deal MMA fighter in the UFC. Take a look. Is there a uh, scenario where Mark Zuckerberg would end up fighting a UFC fighter um, in the octagon um, under the UFC umbrella? Anything is possible. Uh, and, and, and I would say he is, he, is, he is absolutely interested in doing that. He's is interested that better? Did in I doing answer that? you? It's, a, it's closer. That was much closer, closer to an answer. <laughs> you can tell that was the second time they asked him that question. Dana playing things close to the vest. But I think, Mojo, by listening to Dana talk there, I think it's pretty clear that he is he's definitely not shooting down that actually happening. Uh, he would be silly to shoot that <laughs> down, Babcock. I mean... If you have an opportunity to sign Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, to the UFC, I don't care if he's fighting a rubber duck. You find him any kind of opponent that he is willing to fight to make this fight possible. It's that simple. We've already talked about why for for very obvious reasons. Just the platform, the eyes, the, the net worth that this guy has. It makes a it makes a lot of sense for for Dana White. As far as fighting a UFC fighter, whether that is a current fighter or a guy that they're just calling up and promoting to the UFC, I guess his response here doesn't uh, specify that. We talked about this, I believe it was yesterday, actually, where, you know, I, I think it would make sense if you took Zuck and you put him inside the octagon with a guy that's making his UFC debut as yep. well. Do not put him in there with a, uh, with a guy that has been doing this for a very, very long time that has taken his punches and is skillful inside the ring. We're talking about a first-time fighter who should be fighting someone else who's making their first-time UFC oh, debut. Yeah. I mean, sure, grab a guy maybe that's had some MMA fights before. Uh, if you want to get a guy in there with some experience, that that certainly could make sense too. But 
Picking one of one of Dana's heaviest hitters, most experienced guys. I mean, this that would be foolish. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen, Mojo. Obviously, like the saying goes, there are levels to this, and you can't uh, you can't expect to have a compare exactly. You can't com- expect a competitive fight if you're going to put Mark Zuckerberg, who has only been training for a few years now, as much as he likes the sport. He only started during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Fighters, uh, most of them, at least the highest level guys uh, and girls, they uh, they are obviously doing this as their full-time job. They train nonstop and it is their life. So I I don't think, yeah, that would be fair, Mojo, if you were to pick like Alex Volkanowski, the guy who uh, is in that photo with Zuck. Um, But that is not to say, Mojo, that uh, Zuckerberg is not a talented fighter. And um, I think actually he is. And this shocked me. I actually had an opportunity to talk uh, to a guy named uh, Mikey Musumeci. He is, first of all, he's the one uh, championship flyweight grappling champion, but he is also a five-time Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion, won more times than any other American. This guy is quite literally, um, he's the best at jiu-jitsu in his weight class in the world, and maybe the best period mojo. He also happens to be a guy who is not only training partners with Zuckerberg, but is also friends, and they communicate with each other all the time. He knows Mark very well. I asked him, how is this guy on the mats? Does he have any actual talent? This is probably going to shock you. He's a grinder. Like He has that grind in him. So um, the second I started that, I was like, okay, he could be very good in um, MMA or jiu-jitsu because, first of all, he has like the highest IQ, right? But then he's also tough as you know, and he's a strong guy. He's like my size, you know, like so. Um, and he's really strong for my size. So I was really surprised how strong he was also. So he's a like he's he has that grinder part of him. He's very strong and he's very smart. So that equals like a really tough person, right, in martial arts. So I think he has so much potential. You really do believe, though, Mikey, that he could hang with a professional fighter? 100%. 100%. And... Um, I think he could win. I think he could win, Mojo, against the UFC fighter. First of all, Babcock, that guy is the the greatest. I, I know, Mojo, <laughs> and that right there is. I was going to say this at the end. This is the the biggest. Don't judge a book by its cover. I guarantee you, there is not a single person that wouldn't walk by Mikey and say, "I could kick his ass," and he will break your neck off. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was about to say, if, if I saw Mikey in public, I'd probably try to take his lunch money with zero hesitation and then get my ass just handed to me. You might be sleeping 10 seconds later, Mojo. Yeah. I mean, look, his coach is obviously going to vouch for him. If he is coaching with the best, he is going to be leagues ahead of most others in a very, very short time. But at the end of the day, this isn't a jiu-jitsu competition it's an mma competition and his coach is going to have his best interests in mind and vouch for him i guess i just all i'm saying is i want to see it in person mojo michael orr knew that sean and leanne tui were in a conservatorship with him in 2011 Mojo, despite claiming this week that he only found out in February of this year, February of 2023. You know how we know it, Mojo? Because Michael Orr literally wrote it in his memoir, which was released in 2011. Now, obviously, this has been a big story this week. 
Uh, Michael Orr uh, has hired an attorney and fired off a legal document claiming that the Tuohys basically took advantage of a, a teenager who didn't really know uh, everything that was going on and didn't have any adults in his life. And they, they saw this guy was talented. They saw he could be a cash cow for them. And they tricked him. They told him that they were adopting him when in reality, they put him under this conservatorship, which allowed them to make all of the decisions, especially financial decisions. And then they went and sold his story and made hundreds of millions of dollars on a movie. That's where we are now, Mojo. Again, a lot of this, though, goes back to whether or not Michael just found out that he was under the conservatorship. And the book tells a very different story, Mojo. So the memoir is called I Beat the Odds from Homelessness to the Blind Side and Beyond. Again, 2011. Here is what Michael Orr wrote about the conservatorship. It kind of felt like a formality as I'd been a part of the family for more than a year at that point. Since I was already over the age of 18 and considered an adult by the state of Tennessee, Sean and Leanne would be named as my legal conservators. They explained to me that it means pretty much the exact same thing as adoptive parents, but that the laws were just written in a way that took my age into account. So Mojo, if Michael says now that he just found out in February about the conservatorship, how did he write about it in 2011? It just doesn't make sense. And in my mind, it blows a massive hole in his entire story. I mean, his entire claim now is essentially undone because this was the biggest asset he had to his case, I feel like. saying that they took advantage of him when he was young and they they signed him and they tricked him into doing all of this. Yeah. I mean, if he was made aware of this and he even wrote about it from his own mouth back in 2011, right. I really don't know how you come back from this. I don't know where you go from here. I mean, this whole yeah. situation is extremely unfortunate. I, I don't know how this got to this point for... Wow you know, a group of people that became a family and went through a lot together yeah. at a very pivotal time and probably all of their lives, not not just Michael, but uh, here we are years later, and this is just a brutal situation. I mean, look, if you're Michael or you obviously hated the movie, you hate the way that you were portrayed, yeah. Babcock, you said this already, uh, that Michael felt like this cost him money in the yeah. NFL because when he was negotiating with NFL GMs and owners, they would look at him like they were negotiating from the character from the blind side and not who he actually was as a person. I can see why you would be so upset that the entire world thinks you are a person that you're not. And then on top of that, having what you think is your image destroyed, you don't even make any money for it. I mean, that is a nightmare scenario one of the few times that having a movie an oscar winning movie made about you was actually a negative i mean that never happens but you can't take those frustrations and let them blend in with any kind of difficulties you're you're having with your family the two things may be separate i mean i personally would love to see how much money everybody made for that movie what that structure look like. I mean, one thing to take uh, note of here is that the Tuohys were very, very wealthy before this movie came out. So they might have been able to use that 
as a favorable stance when negotiating their contract for these movie rights to get them a percentage of the revenues. Obviously, the movie killed it. So if that was the case, yeah, yeah, they're not just getting consulting fees or acting fees or something that could be next to nothing. They're getting a piece of the pie, and that pie could be huge. But until we really know what that was, we really can't comment on that. And, again, the two he's already said that everyone got an equal split, including Michael. Yeah, Mojo, I I think that's the one part that is still left unanswered. We'd love to see who made what money off this incredibly successful movie that ended up making something like $300 million worldwide. I will say this. The initial legal documents, when Michael hired the attorney, that is typically a precursor to a lawsuit that ultimately follows. It's going to be very interesting to see now, though, that everybody knows, hey, look, you didn't just find out about the conservatorship. You've known about it for more than a decade. Does that stop the lawsuit before it ever even starts? Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Cody Gibson fighting in the Ultimate Fighter finale at UFC 292. We're going to look back at uh, my favorite Cody Gibson fight. It did not go down in an octagon, though. It actually happened at a Vegas bar years ago. Uh, This is one of my favorite all-time TMZ Sports videos. We're going to show it to you once again on TMZ Sports. That's next. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, we talked about that big UFC 292 card going down this weekend. Lots of good fights and One of those uh, big fights and really important fights, that guy right there, Cody Gibson. Cody Gibson is fighting. This is essentially the finale of The Ultimate Fighter. Big show. Uh, These are the two guys. Well, it's it's Cody and a a guy by the name of Brad Katona. Both of those guys actually were formerly in the UFC, now both trying to make a comeback. So big fight on Saturday, Mojo. I don't want to talk about the fight, though. Not right now. Congratulations to Cody. Mojo, I want to talk about back in 2014 because it's one of my favorite TMZ clips ever. Uh, It's almost (laughs) a decade ago now. Uh, Something that happened in a Las Vegas bar. And here's a lesson. Don't mess with fighters. Oh, yes. Oh, dude, this guy looks crazy. Google me. I'm gonna Google him. Oh, dude. Yeah, let me get this real quick. So, Mojo, so there it was. He he warned the guy. He said, hey, Google me, bitch. And uh, the guy ends up punching him. He ate the punch, and then he gets the, uh, gets the takedown, and that was all she wrote. 
ass that, that's kicking what I commencing. tell people when I'm at a bar and I'm partying, I'm trying to mind my own business and they pick a fight. I say, I, I say, Google me, bro. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what the jujitsu instructor that training Zuck said to me when I tried to steal his lunch money. <laughs> Dude, this clip is great. I mean, obviously this guy's an MMA fighter, right? He gets socked right in the face yeah. hard. And Big guy too. Bigger guy. Go down that. Yeah, that was brutal, man. I think most people are going down yeah. in that case. And then hits the beautiful double leg. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love viral moments like this. I love epic deliveries. I love good promo lines. And this is just kind of all of these things, Babcock. So I, I love it. And I love that years later, we're covering this guy getting uh, into a UFC octagon. There's going to be a lot to Google after this one. Yes, there certainly will. Uh, Mojo, we actually had an opportunity to talk to Cody. We asked him about that very infamous clip. Take a look. You know, that was some immaturity on my part, you know, putting myself into situations like that. Um, and, you know, you live and you learn. Um, you know, I kind of got clowned on for being the UFC guy who got sucker punched, you know, but uh, that's a part of life, you know. To, to this day, I use it as a lesson to my students. Like, hey, everything you do is videotapes. Uh, it's a different world we live in today. So even your darkest or, I guess, moments where you're not proud of yourself, uh, sometimes they live on forever. So I'm glad it's starting to fall down in the Google search engine. But, uh, yeah, I, I lived with that one for a long time. Babcock, he, he says he was immature. Yeah. Was he, though? No. He didn't throw the first right. punch. I mean – he was arguing with someone at a bar, but he's literally telling him, bro, don't even try it. <laughs> don't even try to take this to violence. Google me. You're going to find out that this is a mistake for you. As far as like getting clowned by his buddies for getting socked in the face. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I could see that. You're supposed to have lightning quick reflexes if you're in the <laughs> UFC. But that being said, if you don't go down and you eat right. it. I mean, I wouldn't make fun of that guy at all. I'd just keep all that in mind and make sure I didn't try to take his lunch money. Tom Brady, I know you're watching. Look away. Well, I'm warning you, Tom. Giselle Mojo, of course, has uh, seemingly moved on. Is, I mean, let's be honest now. She's dating Joaquin Valente, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor who we were told for months was the gym teacher. Obviously, we have now seen Joaquin and Giselle out, and it, it certainly looks like there's a romantic relationship uh, there. There also is a good relationship, clearly, between Joaquin and Tom and Giselle's daughter, Vivian. That right there, a father-like hug with Joaquin and Vivian, and uh, I think it goes to show just how close those three people are, Mojo. I don't know how Tom Brady feels about it. Probably doesn't love it, but she's clearly moving on, as has he. When you get divorced, you never want to see the the new guy hugging your kid right away, and people are going to say what they're going to say online. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, th this is a good thing. I mean, they got divorced. Yeah. It was mutual. She's yep. dating somebody else. I believe he's dating somebody else. Irina Shayk. So if there's no ill will and it's all positive, good things, everybody's moving on and living a better life now, this is what you want. You want your kids to be tight yeah. with you know, the new potential stepdad or, or stepmom. You know, that, that's a situation that you yeah. want as a parent. You want to make sure that when your kids are over at their mom's house, that they're comfortable, that they get along with everybody there. I mean, no, shoot, I, I, I agree. I have a stepdad. I mean, it took us a little bit of a while to right. get to this point with old Dennis, but now in the end, it's a, it's a much better situation. Everyone gets along and 
you know, pops can feel safe if if kids are away at the uh, right. Looking at the picture. Yeah, at the end of the day, you want right. You want your family to be with somebody that cares about them and that somebody's going to look out for them when you're not there, right? But that's the thing I've always criticized Future about because obviously Future has said so many times that he he doesn't like Russell Wilson. He doesn't want Russell having a relationship with his uh, child that he had with Sierra. And yeah, I think. This situation is is so much better where you have somebody yeah, that cares about your family when you're not there, sort of looking over them yourselves. But, you know, there are still some people who aren't sure whether or not Giselle and Joaquin are, are dating Mojo. And I, I think uh, those people are probably crazy. I think it's, it's very clear that there's a relationship. You don't hug a kid that closely no. like that unless you've been around for a while, right. pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mojo, we're just about out of time. I want to show you something, though, before we go. Uh, look at this. This is Chris Morrell, Chicago Cubs. Hits a three-run walk-off home run to beat the crosstown rival Chicago White Sox. And, Mojo, he was hyped. Uh, I was losing some clothing as he won around the bases, Mojo. I love this. I love it. Babcock, this is fantastic. I was going to give it a seven on the hype scale yeah. until you said he beat the city of Chicago. <laughs> and as a proud Packers fan, I'm taking that seven and I'm making it a nine. And then when he started taking clothes off, 9.2, Babcock. Well, what about this, Mojo? I, 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 I hate to tell you this. He does also play for a Chicago team. So I don't know if you want to deduct a point. Uh, uh, 4.3. <laughs> From 9.2 to 4.3. Mojo, we've got to go. Lots of big stories tomorrow. Best video out there. Check us out. You know it's going to be a great show. Uh, Not 4.3, 2.2. And that's just tomorrow where it'll be the best show since today.